Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's a text from the 504. Initially, my thought was, hell yeah, but Davenport is a bleeping gamer. And we got him from Min Price. That's from John on the West Bank. Yeah, the Davenport for Clowney trade, that's not going to happen. That's just sports talky discussion that we like to have here on the radio. Now, Clowney is available. I think there's multiple ways to get him here in New Orleans. But he would be a rental player, just like Bobby Bear said. Let's bring on in John Hendricks to talk about this, talk a lot about Saints camp as they're out in Los Angeles, at least in the air, headed that way right now. He's the managing editor of SB Nation's Canal Street Chronicles, and he's on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. John, what's going on, man? Hey, not too much, man. Hope you're having a good night. Look, I'm, I'm having a great night. It's it's great when you have crazy, wild discussions on radio. I think that's what radio is made for, especially, <laughs> especially sports talk radio. So we, we heard over the last 24 hours that a Clowney, a Jadevian Clowney, defensive end for the Houston Texans, well, outside linebacker, pass rush for the Houston Texans, is available, definitely available on the trade market. Teams are swarming, trying to get offers into the Texans to grab him. Do you think that it's a possibility he winds up here in New Orleans? Uh, you know, look, I guess you could say is never count out Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. If they like somebody enough and they feel they can give up something to get them and improve their team and their roster, then they'd make a move. But, you know, look, he's a interesting talent. Didn't really get off to the to the start he needed in his professional career, but it's come on. So, look, uh, you know, you look at the Saints Pastros with Cam Jordan, who needs no introduction. Marcus Davenport's really hoping on a big lean and a big ups from him. And Trey Hendrickson has kind of been flashing. So I think they have a good pass for us. But obviously somebody like Clowney is a freakishly good talent. But, you know, I don't know if I see enough in there to, to, to prime away from the Texans. I think other teams are going to have a lot more offers uh, and a lot more artillery in front of them. Yeah, yeah, I would think so too. The Saints have already, you know, given up their last, well, this year's first round pick in exchange for Marcus Davenport this last season. Marcus Davenport, uh, there's so much talk about him this week, not just here, but kind of everywhere. It's, I think fans are kind of saying, well, we like the guy. We think he's going to be good, but when's he actually going to do something? He hasn't shown much, John. I'm just asking everybody I talked to this week. I don't think I'm necessarily that concerned. Are you that, you know, we're not really seeing anything in camp or in that first preseason game? Yeah, look, you got to take the preseason reps with a grain of salt. I mean, you know, it's a very vanilla type of defense. You know, I count on probably one hand how many blitzes they sent. It was mostly linebacker blitzes. And then anytime you don't have Cam Jordan on the field, you're going to have more of a focal point on somebody like Davenport. So, look, I, I don't think you can put too much stock into that. Um, look, I know that everybody's counting on Davenport. They want big things. And everybody's got to realize that, you know, he played through injury last year and, Look, he's going to be an integral part of the, the pass rush this year, right? And I think that you look back at some of his plays that he made last year, he is a freakishly good talent, and I think he's got the, the tools to put it together. But then you got to tailor your expectations because, you know, if he's going to say, hey, he's got to have 10 sacks or he's a bust, I don't think that's necessarily accurate. Just kind of like what would happen with Cam Jordan. 
You know, it's more the details of the the pressures, the uh, the hurries, the hits, all those different things, and how he grades out against the run. I think that's more of a telltale for us for somebody like Davenport. Sure, yeah, a little more nuanced view of Davenport's play. We've been looking at Drew Brees' play late season last year in kind of the same, you know, nuanced lens through a nuanced lens decline but there are reasons for that we think offensive line play lack of options around michael thomas but we had some at least guys nationally covering the sport john recently the last couple of days guys like bill barnwell espn talked about him on the show uh, quite a bit how much respect i have for how he writes and the work that he does he talks about well maybe we're already seeing the inevitable decline of drew Brees. all right do you think that that decline is here or is that concern you at all no, Luke. Uh, again, we, we could sit here up and down and, and have a Drew Brees appreciation show or segment or anything like that. But, I, I look, I, I just see with Brees, you know, I don't think you can take away from somebody who was the most accurate passer last year and has proven that he's, he's done that. And You know, look, I think you can attribute some of the things to the offensive line. I think that's a given. And that's one of the reasons why Max Unger stepped away, right? And then sure. late season wide receivers, uh, Keith Kirkwood, Traquan Smith kind of, were there they disappeared and Ted Ginn Jr. comes back it's a little bit better and you know Breeze receivers didn't help him out uh as much as he could have but look I think Breeze is, is just fine I think he looks good he still hits the part and look I, I think if anything these first four games out of the gate are, are really tough opponents they're all playoff teams from last year this is where Breeze is somebody where he can really just make his mark and just quiet all of his doubters and naysayers but look I don't think he's showing really much of decline maybe if you're saying father time's starting to catch up but i'm not thinking it's something that's going to say well he's just going to go all brett Favre in his final season i was gonna say no no far no manian decline on the horizon here in 2019 no I, I don't see any of that and look i think breeze is somebody who can play this year he can play effectively i think he can even play into next year you know just again he takes care of himself so so well and he's such a competitor that you know i don't see him hanging and walking away from football until he's absolutely ready and says i can't do this anymore we're talking to john hendricks managing editor of sb nation's canal street chronicles covers the saints there he's on twitter at john j Hendricks. saints going to los angeles facing these chargers uh, before we get to uh, some of that the receiver is going to be in focus this week because john this this battle for the roster spots i don't even know how many spots are really available i mean who do we think's on this roster uh, traquan smith uh, michael thomas and ginn right are all lies keith kirkwood a lock do you think right now does that leave one two spots available at wide receiver look i don't know if you can say kirkwood's a lock just because he's been missing out of action and you got guys like uh surreal grayson jr who stepped up the plate uh, L.J. Humphrey had a really nice preseason showing, and that, that kind of puts him on the, the radar. And Look, again, he's an example of why you just can't rely on just practice. I mean, you got to see what these guys do in game situations. And somebody like him, if he keeps putting something together consistently and can make his mark on special teams and other areas, and then obviously hadn't talked too much about Emmanuel Butler, I think there's at least two spots up for grab on the receiver end. And, you know, somebody like Kirkwood, yeah, he's with the team last year. He's still going to have to prove that he's going to be good to go this year. And, uh, you know, Sean Payton always preaches your best availability or best abilities being available. And if he hadn't been and hasn't, it's uh, at a downside for him. Yeah, I guess it's a good problem to have. But if, let's say Kirkwood's not available, what is that, two, three spots? So that means what a guy like Austin Carr, Simi Cobbs, 
probably not even might, but probably not going to make this roster. I don't even know what they do with a guy like Emmanuel Butler, so talented, but he just can't stay healthy, right? Yeah, and you look at DeAndre Harris is another guy. I mean, he's uh, or DeAndre Harris, excuse me, you know, making some marks into the return game. And so, look, I've liked what I've seen out of Simi Cobbs Jr. In, in practice, and Austin Carr's kind of been a guy that's hung around but just hasn't, you know, doesn't get his share of the targets and such. So, look, I think, like you said, it's a good problem to have, but then what comes with that is other teams are going to notice that too, and they're probably swoop up some of this talent, and it's going to be tough. But when you're looking at a similar 53 roster, um, you know, before we thought, hey, <laughs> you're going to have maybe Rashard Matthews on it, and he walks, he chunks the deuce, and Cameron Meredith, he gets released. So very interesting that, you know, just a month ago, everybody was kind of putting these guys on the roster and final roster. And now it's kind of like, well, you just don't know. And that's <laughs> that's been Sean Payton's MO since day one. Yes, the early roster projections will always get you when people try to do that after like one or two days of camp. <laughs> two days of camp. Uh, they have these joint practices with the Chargers, two Super Bowl contenders, no doubt about that. Chargers in the AFC, Saints in the NFC. What are you watching for out in Los Angeles? What do you got your eye on? I think the quarterback challenge is probably the most interesting oh, thing. But third, third year that they're doing that, Chargers took the first one, Saints took the second one. So I think that's always interesting. But, you know, look, I mean, joint practices with the, the Chargers, obviously this is going to be a nationally televised primetime game on Sunday. So that's going to be a lot more interesting. So I, I just really think, you know, we've seen Michael Thomas do well in camp. We've also seen Marshawn Lattimore do extremely well in camp. So I think those are some of the pieces that you pay attention to how uh, Eric McCoy holds up against some of the competition and the offensive line. And, you know, really what Drew Brees does with Jared Cook, I think that's going to kind of steal the show for him. And, you know, defensively, you, you know that things are going to have a certain tone, a certain flair to them. And, uh, look, I think these are good practices. And I think a team like the Chargers is a great, great uh, example. And, you know, dare you say, hey, maybe this could be a potential – Super Bowl preview, but you know it's way too early for that. But still, you got to like the competition with Philip Rivers. A lot of respect between those clubs. So, looking forward to some good competition. You and me both. He's John Hendricks again, Canal Street Chronicles, and on Twitter at John J Hendricks. John, appreciate the time again tonight. Thanks as always, Seth. Appreciate right. you. There he goes again on Twitter at John J Hendricks. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more NFL talk. We go national. Pro Football Talks. Josh Alper will join us. We'll talk Drew Brees, Saints kind of a wider view of this NFC South as we continue on the last lap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 